0: Season 2 of CookTracks is made possible with the help of Vertex Pharmaceuticals. For decades, Vertex Pharmaceuticals has been inspired by and working hard for the cystic fibrosis community, also known as the CF community. CookTracks has partnered with Vertex and a CF nutritionist to create meals that meet the dietary needs of people living with CF. These recipes can also be enjoyed by the whole family. For episode 0, I spoke with Ginger, a mom from Tennessee. When I heard her story as a new dad myself, I wanted to learn a little bit more about cystic fibrosis. For the last eight years, her son King has been on an incredible and challenging journey living with CF. Food is a key component for his health and for the whole family. My conversation with Ginger was informative and inspiring. To learn more about Vertex and cystic fibrosis, visit www.vrtx.com. And to find additional recipes that the whole family can enjoy, visit the CF kitchen at www.everyday-cf.com. Vertex, we thank you for going the distance for CF.
1: I love any meal that you can turn into a BLD is what I call them. A breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I I love it. I think it's one of those perfect things. Anything that you can serve 24-7. Everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kinda. We'll be in your ear, taking you step by step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm gonna keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that, if you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun follow along and at the end of each episode we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together gather up your ingredients pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea and turn your volume up to 11 this is cook tracks for this episode you're stuck with me and i can't wait for you to make this dish Let's talk prep work. You can keep on listening to this episode, but if you go to your episode notes on your device or cooktracks.com, you'll find the ingredients and equipment lists that you need to cook along with us. Everybody ready to rock the kitchen? I'm going to head on off and meet up with Cappy. All
0: right, what are we making?
1: Okay, today we're making a Mighty Migas. Migas, if you're not from Texas, is basically a use-up of... Tortillas, cooked in oil traditionally, but not us. And salsa. It's basically a way to eat nachos for breakfast. I serve migas around the clock. It's great late night food. You can make it with store-bought salsa, so you can make it in like two minutes if you don't want to put any effort in. But I do a couple of things different to mine. So for this migas, we're adding chorizo. There's plenty of meat-free chorizos on the market that are excellent quality by the by. My mom at 85, my Sicilian mother at 85, became a vegetarian. So I am schooled in meat-free alternatives. So there are some really good chorizos out there if you're a meat freer that you can try and add to this. We are not doing this in Texas. We're doing this in New York City. Speaking to the sirens that I was going to say we did not set the kitchen on
0: fire yet. (laughs) My window in
1: Lower Manhattan every once in a while. So right now we're going to start with the first element, the salsa element for me. Okay. So for the salsa element, you can make a green. Pico de gallo with tomatillos, which are not green tomatoes. They're related to gooseberries. They're very tangy. They have a papery skin on the outside that you peel off. They're left a little bit sticky if that tweaks you out. Give them a rinse. I don't really care. So I've just peeled them up. You want four or five for every two people of tomatillos. If you were substituting vine tomatoes or big fat plum tomatoes, I would scale that back to two vine or three plum. And we're going to combine that with onion. In this case, I'm using white. A chili of choice. This is a jalapeno, obviously. Jalapenos, fun fact, when they get lines on the outside, those are called heat streaks.
0: You told me this recently. it blew my mind. That
1: gives you an indicator of how hot or mild that particular jalapeno is going to be. I like a pinch of cumin in my pico and a little squirt of lime juice. And for red traditional pico, I put in a splash of cayenne pepper-based hot sauce. I like Frank's Red Hot. Or for tomatillo, I like green Tabasco, which is jalapeno-based. So green hot sauce, cumin, salt, onion, tomatillos, and a jalapeno pepper. And then to cilantro or not cilantro is up to you. I am going to cilantro. My husband, John, loves cilantro. And every time I use cilantro, he says, well, not every time, but often he says, I love cilantro. It's so verdant. And that's the sound of John opening the garbage can while re-recording in the kitchen. All
0: right, everybody. I agree with John. I'm a big cilantro fan too.
1: No, but do you use the SAT word verdant?
0: No. But <laughs> when you maybe describe maybe it? next time I'm next time I'm at a Mexican restaurant with friends, I'm gonna use that and so, see the reaction.
1: How hot do you want this? I like spice. So I'm going to leave in half of the guts, the ribs and the seeds. The insides of a chili pepper are where the heat lives, okay? So if you want to dial the heat back, strip it out naked on the inside. Naked from the inside out. And if you want it spicy, leave in the guts. doo da doo da. If you like it middle of the road, stack the deck and use a little of both.
0: And that should make sense. But if it doesn't, you take a peek on your podcast player. We have a picture we just popped up there for you. And while we are not shooting video, there is indeed a garbage bowl on the table.
1: Yes. Uh, Now, listen, a garbage bowl doesn't mean you have to go buy my product. It is just a container so you don't spend your time while you're cooking running back and forth to literally the garbage and the recycling bin. You pile everything in there silverware, empty cans. Break it all down when you're done cooking, okay? So it's great to do everything ahead of time and meze out your meal. In, in this case, this is a quick cooking, like late night fun thing. Uh, oh, I forgot to say I'm adding a little garlic. I always put garlic into my fresh or cooked salsas, by the by. Uh, anyway. The point is that it just saves you time and steps whenever you're mising out your food. Whenever you're doing your mise en place or putting all things in place and getting everything ready for the meal, whether you're just gathering the ingredients and then going to cook or you're literally cooking, you don't want to spend your time running around right, right to all the different bins we all, all use now, right? Yeah.
0: So you're gathering all these tomatillo, pico ingredients into a medium-sized mixing bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm dumping the grated garlic... And uh, I should do the onion next, actually. A great tip whenever you're making guacamole or salsa is to let the acid and the salt work on the onions, chili, and garlic for a few minutes before you stir it all together and let it bleed out. Let it bleed into the bowl. The salt will start pulling all the liquids out and the acid will start breaking it down and literally cooking it. Hi, Iz. There's my 15-year-old pit bull. Hi, honey. Coming out for a drink of water and to say hello. She's got a cough today. Sorry, she sounds a little unappetizing. Poor little thing. Dad's helping her get outside.
0: So we're chopping that onion, and I'm not going to use a fancy term like small dice or medium dice, because
1: it's it's, 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 it's it's No, it's, it's a fairly fine chop. You don't want big chunks of raw onion. And we're just doing half of a small white onion in this case. Uh, if I was making traditional red uh, tomato, pico, I like to use red and scallion or green onion in that. Keep it very festive and fiesta-like. I need my food mover, my bench scrape to gather all my chopped stuff. So now we're adding onion to our garlic chili mix. And now we want to generously salt. And hit it with some limes, which I was pressing out on the counter. Roll while you press, okay, to get the juices flowing in your limes. And then use your hand to ream that lime. You can literally turn a lime inside out and then give it a twist. You can just squeeze it. After you roll it, and if it's still tight, here's another great trick. You can throw any citrus in the microwave on high for about 15 seconds, and it will start to cook it, obviously, from the inside out and get whatever juice it's got to give going. So you have to gauge um, for every half onion, one chili, and one garlic. You want about three tablespoons of acid in there and a good fat, I'd say teaspoon and a half of salt. And then you let that work while you're chopping up your tomatillos or your tomatoes. If the limes were real tight and dry, go ahead and use two small limes. You don't want it to be so acidic that it like, is battery acid, right? Run your knife through your tomatillos or your tomatoes, kind of like shapes and sizes with your onions and your chilies. Sticky little buggers. Hi, honey bear. Love you. Love you. And for every two people, if you're using tomatillos, you want four or five tomatillos. It really depends on how large or small they are.
0: When were you first introduced? Like, I feel like the first time I saw migas, it's it's kind of Texas. Yeah, it's 20, a twenty
1: twenty two years ago is the like first I, time I, I went think to Austin. There's
0: different like different. I think it was um, twenty
1: two years ago in Austin.
0: Yeah, there's different ways. I feel like there's a Spanish one which I'm not that familiar with, but Tex Mex is the one I know and love personally.
1: Well, you can get migas tacos too. You can get just yeah. eggs and salsas and chorizo inside soft tortillas, right? Breakfast tacos, basically. But I like it all mixed up in a pan with some charred tortillas. Yeah, Yeah, for my tortillas, I have corn tortillas here. And as I said, it's a use up in uh, Mexican cooking for the tortillas that they cook off the night before, which would be cooked in oil. I think that's unnecessary. And I just cook mine in a dry cast iron or stainless skillet over high heat if you have an electric stove. And if I have a gas stove, as we do here, I literally throw them directly on the burner itself and just char them on each side, which makes them taste smoky and delicious yep. without adding a lot of fat and calories to the dish. So then to cilantro or cilantro, not cilantro is up to you. This is delicious with or without. As I said, we're cilantro people, so that's going in. A little does go a long way though, I find, for cilantro. So. They do a small handful. I'd say that's enough for just the two of us. Yeah. So we ended up with four tomatillos for us all day. One little handful of cilantro piled together, run your knife through it, running the knife along the board, not picking the knife up from the board at all, just running back and forth, up and down with my shoulder only. Our little tiny pinch of cumin in there, just a hint. And we've had the bottom of the bowl working for several minutes now altogether, getting all the juices out. And this is delicious raw. This is now pico, tomatillo pico. So this is great with chips for snacking. That's really good. Yeah. We're gonna throw it into our migas, so we are gonna get it hot, but it's not the same thing as making salsa verde, which is all cooked out. A Few dashes of hot sauce to taste. Our green, fairly mild Tabasco, green Tabasco. Yum, I think that's perfect. I want to grab a bite? See if you like it? Yeah. Ooh. It's great, That's right? real good. It's great.
0: Uh, that's delicious.
1: Isn't that delicious? Yeah. It's so bright. Now, this is also a flourish. It's one of the toppings. We can make a little avocado crema to go on top of this. You can also just put straight-up avocado on it. You could just put a squeeze or a dollop of Mexican crema or sour cream or Greek yogurt right on top of this. I like to mix it together. And when I do this, normally on a weekend, I put it in a plastic squirt bottle, which you know I'm obsessed with. Yes. And I keep it in my fridge for several days and you can use it for a couple of days on a bunch of different things, yep. but it's delicious. So basically you take one ripe has avocado, squish that right into your old food processor bowl or blender. To this, we're gonna add, again, the juice of one lime should be fine. If absolutely nothing comes out of that lime, you might need two. You wanna loosen up the avocado and of course, add the acidity to retard browning. Keep it from going south on you when it comes to color. This is like a pale green, cool, delicious, refreshing topping.
0: I love this topping.
1: It's great on nachos, of course, any Mexican food.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I wound up like enchilada th-
1: suiza, also lovely yeah. on it.
0: Yeah, I wound up using it for like dipping it in chicken thighs and vegetables. Yeah, it's, it's just great it's very for versatile. the babies too,
1: for your kids. Yeah, it's great for veggies for kids because there's nothing spicy in it. Right. Now we're gonna put in. Where's that cumin? Where'd we put it? I put it back. Oh. Thank you. Little hint of cumin in this, the crema, or the sour cream, or the yogurt. We are using uh, Greek yogurt. I have some in the fridge and my doggie, Isabu, loves it. I add dollops to her food. But this makes this delicious and nutritious. Delightful. We should take some more margarita. Oh, fine. <laughs> ah. Okay. Crema, Donna.
0: I could just sit aside until you're.
1: Yeah, I could just them. hang. So now we're gonna char up our tortillas. As I said, we have a gas stove here, so that happens right on the flame. I think we need a smaller burner for this. It's fallen through the grate of the stove. Sorry, cat. That's
0: all right.
1: Wait I got to, no place. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. Yeah, just keep that over there.
0: So throwing those corn tortillas over Drinking the open Drinking my tray. husband's
1: margaritas. <laughs> mm. Bonus John's margaritas.
0: Yeah, delicious. Wow, are they
1: good? Instead of um, triple sec, he uses uh, silver uh, Patron tequila. So a a a, a light tequila. And instead of the Cointreau or triple sec, he uses St. Germain elderflower liqueur. Oh. And tons of fresh lime juice. No sugary stuff. You get enough sweetness from the elderflower. That's just fresh pressed lime juice, elderflower liqueur, and tequila. They're so delicious, That's right? That's a great idea. They're ridiculously refreshing and not too sweet at all. So we've charred these on both sides. You want to get an action shot there, buddy? Yeah. Hurry up quickly. Got it. Perfect. That's what I love. See, they're soft. Not too soft. They're charred. They're going to taste nice and smoky. That's perfect. Get a nice picture of that. That's exactly what you're looking for. It's about 30 seconds on each side, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah. Just kind of flip every five, ten seconds or so.
1: You just check them out. If you're gonna do it in a dry pan, do not use nonstick. Use cast iron or stainless. I prefer cast iron.
0: Got it. So if you have an electric stove, a flat stove.
1: Cast iron, right. If you have an induction or uh, electric. Use burner. a
0: stainless pan or a cast iron. Cast not iron's my nonstick favorite. And that not
1: nonstick, because you're not cooking with oil. Right. So when it's just sitting there and heating up, that's not good for you. All right. Now we're ready to crack some eggs. So there's our charred tortillas. Cappy, put some of this stuff out of the way. I got a tiny kitchen. People are so disappointed when they see the size of my kitchen. They're like, this is Rachel Ray's kitchen? Like, yeah. You don't like it? There's the (laughs) door. When
0: I cook at home, when I cook at home and I'm like, I need more room. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Rachel does plenty of good things in In her kitchen. In tiny spaces.
1: This is New York, man. Uh, You're grateful just to own a kitchen if you're one of the few, few, few people that get to say that. (laughs) I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. Yeah, if you put your arms out to both sides in my kitchen, you can literally touch each side of it. (laughs) Not a lot of room in this kitchen. Okay, to cheese or not to cheese is also up to you. We have pepper jack here, but again, that's a up to you thing.
0: Yeah, you're a spice person, want a little more of a kick? Add some pepper jack. You want to keep it chill?
1: You can Cheddar. skip you, and if you if you don't do well with lactose, you can skip the whole thing or use a cheese substitute. Yeah. Because I have to cook vegan, vegetarian, keto because I, I cook all things yeah. for all the different ways our audience eats now. I'm ha- I have found happy alternatives for everything and anything in the world. <coughs> Chopping up our tortillas into strips to sprinkle into our mixture. Splitting open our chorizo. Again, pork, beef, or meat alternative chorizo. This is Mexican chorizo, which you have to cook. Spanish chorizo, you can eat straight up out of the package.
0: I just want to eat that tomatillo pico. That was so delicious.
1: So we're coating the bottom of a fairly large, good size, what is that? 11 inch, 12 inch skillet with a little olive oil or vegetable oil, it doesn't really matter. I had my cooking grade olive oil sitting in a squeeze bottle next to the stove. So I used that. And we're just gonna brown and crumble six ounces or one tube of chorizo. Let that break down a little. Brown up and get crispy nibbly. Salt and pepper in your eggs. I'm using six eggs for two really generous portions. When I make this at home, I usually make three eggs for John or for any guest, two eggs for me. So for us, I would make five. Do you know what I mean? All right, we're good to go. Everybody's ready. Our cheese, our tortillas. We've got some pickled jalapenos, which you can do mild or hot for um, our garnishes. And of course, our Greek yogurt avocado dollop is waiting in the wings. little scallion
0: I'm glad your utensil, I'm glad your utensil drawer looks like mine
1: jammed <laughs> well look it's only like a quarter size drawer that's as far as it goes. oh I didn't see that it's like a mini drawer that's funny my mini kitchen has mini drawers too <laughs> and my skinny spice cabinet that's why I bought my apartment I fell in love so with that funny. stupid pull-out spice yeah, cabinet. Smart. I'm not kidding.
0: I have a, a skinny pull-out cabinet like that. That but was it's, my it's, deal maker. Mine's far from the stove, so it's a, a pain. I have to like walk to the other side, which is not Oh, I was far, so excited
1: about that, I squealed. That's
0: so funny. So Breaking up that chorizo.
1: And it's getting that nice reddish brown color. Color equals flavor.
0: This is Mexican chorizo, which, as Rachel mentioned, it's it's raw, as opposed to Spanish, which are usually cooked. Oh, they're definitely cooked because yeah. I've cut
1: open plenty of them. When I pull that casing off, I start.
0: Snacking. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, don't start snacking.
1: <laughs> okay, now you ready for the exciting part? Yeah. And all that glorious drippings going on in there. We are now going to barely, barely cook. Just put a little heat on. I'd say about half of our salsa. Save some for topping. Okay. See right down in the drippings there? Cooking up with it. And I'm going to just let that go like one to two minutes. Not long.
0: Seriously, though, are you excited about this? Because I am super excited about this dish.
1: I love any meal that you can hey, turn into a BLD, is what I call them. Everything about a this A breakfast, looks insane. lunch, or dinner. Yeah. And this is great for late night, too. It's a really versatile recipe. It's not hard for people to follow. I, I, I love it. I think it's one of those perfect things. Anything that you can serve 24-7.
0: But there's so much. I mean, like, spicy, with delicious. With tons of flavor going on. Chorizo, on right. Like, bright tomatillo. It's, there's so much It's a, a winner.
1: Me, yeah, I know I'm a little biased. No, so now I make a well in the middle, and then in the center, in those drippings, I drop in the eggs, and then I pull everybody back together once the eggs start to set up. Cappy, over there in that cupboard, there's some rectangle plates from my Cucina line, or those black plates look great too. The black squares are the cuchina uh, rectangles.
0: So just stir that as the eggs start to come together.
1: Yeah, I'm stirring the eggs in the center of the pan as they start to scramble up to set like up
0: scrambled eggs at this point.
1: Yep, I don't want to put the. Tortillas in too soon, they'll get all soggy. I want them to have a little chew left to them.
0: Got it. And you didn't add more, you did not add more oil because you have the oil from the chorizo.
1: Because you get the chorizo cooks out and renders, of course, yeah. So you have those great drippings happening on in there.
0: So we have this new app. If you push that little button on the podcast player, you could smell what Rachel's making. (laughs) When is that coming out?
1: I've been asking for smell-o-vision or smell app for yeah. a long time, Captain. We ever figure that out? I don't know.
0: Yeah, we could retire. We're gonna be basil's we, rich. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How good does that look, dude? Amazing. All right, now our eggs are almost there, guys. So now we're gonna sprinkle in our tortillas so that they don't get too soggy and you just fold them suckers in. Don't beat them up too much. Cap, grab the cheese. And now is when you add a little cheese, or a lot, up to you. Woo hoo hoo hoo! Dang! And then you can put a lid on. I'm using just a glass one, so you can sort of see what's going on, but at home I would just put the silicone lid on.
0: Got it. So lid on to kind of Well, I mean, this is home, but
1: upstate is where I have all my silicone lids right now. So So now we're just going to kill that flame and let that hang for a sec to let the cheese melt a bit. And then we're going to top with our salsa, our reserved salsa, our scallions, and our pickled jalapeno peppers, and a fat old dollop or a fat old drizzle of your Mexican crema, or in this case, uh, avocado green Cool green Greek yogurt.
0: Your jalapeno nacho, pickled jalapenos, the jar said jalapeno, says jalapeno nacho slices, but I thought it said jalapeno macho. (laughs) And I was really excited to see what macho jalapenos meant, but.
1: Oh, I think any well made nacho is macho. Totally. Like a macho nacho. This is like macho nachos for breakfast.
0: This is so good. It's plating time.
1: There's not enough room on the counter to plate both Cappy. so I'm just going to put yours up for now, okay? Totally fine. All right. Okay, I'll leave the lid on that, keep it warm. For the old man. So now, our salsa. Our scallions. Our pickled jalapenos.
0: This is when I start to take a picture, and Rachel says...
1: Put your phone down and eat. Well, I was going to say put your phone down until I got the dollop on.
0: At least wait
1: for the the avocado
0: Greek yogurt cap. This is one of my favorite parts. Beautiful. What? Beautiful.
1: Done and done. Cute, right? I love it. And thank you to John for providing our margaritas for this cook tracks. Cheers to you. (laughs) Cheers to you, get in there, taste it. All right, we can
0: all taste together. If you're cooking at home, dig in. I think you have a future in front of you. (laughs) That's amazing, thank you. All right. Cheers. Cook Tracks. Cook Tracks, over
1: and out. Dig in. Whether you just listened for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie DiGiello. And sometimes they let me, Rachel Ray, help out too. With editing from Joel Yeaton, music has been composed by Jeffrey David Coldford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.